Well, it's, it's that time of year. It, it fly by, you know, it flies by. It seems like it was yesterday we were playing in a bowl game and recruiting, and, and now it's time to uh, not time to get after it. Had a had a good fall camp. We've stayed healthy, uh, and and guys worked hard. And teams coming together. Now it's time to go out and put it on the field and, and see what we're made of. Um, UConn presents some problems because we don't really know what to expect. Been asked several times, how do you prepare for a team? New head coach, new coordinators, really no film to go, uh, you know, go off of, and, and that is a real problem. We we don't really know what to expect. We're going to have to adjust very quickly. Um, we've talked all week about just controlling what we can control, which is us. Uh, you know, we want to go out and play clean football. We want to go out and play with great effort. We want to go out and do the things that that we uh, we are asked to do. Do them well. Avoid the turnovers. Avoid the penalties. The the big mistake. And then we'll have to rally to what they are. We'll find out early in the game just how they're going to play defensively, just what to expect. Offensively, you know, really what, what it's going to look like. We have to do a great job adjusting, and I think our kids are aware of that. And hopefully we, uh, hopefully we can do that at, at a level and at a pace that, um, you know, that, that gives us a chance to be, be competitive and can be competitive from the first snap on. Other than that, we're going to keep doing what we're doing every day, just getting ready and look forward to a Saturday right here at home. What questions do you have? Coach, Jacob Nielsen, can I ask you about the, uh, the new jerseys that were released this morning? Can you give us some context on how those sort of came to be? And, uh, yeah, just a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, wasn't expecting that to be my first question for the day, but, hey, might as well be, Jake. Um, I don't know. We 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 want to we want to change all of our uniforms out. It's 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 impossible to do them all at once. It's just way too costly um, and extremely expensive. And so this was the year that we wanted to change our road road uniforms. And in looking at possibilities of patterns and jersey designs, uh, just kind of a throwback to uh, the Merlin Olson days with the shoulder stripes and and pants stripes just kind of kept coming up and as we talked to Nike they had a they had an example that that we thought was really really clean classy uh, and, and would look good in a ton of different uh, combinations so that's what we went with I think it came out really really well guys are gonna like it and eventually we'll have we'll have uh, you know a blue uh, to go with it but uh, you know the whites and staying here and playing at home in an all-white environment is pretty cool to start with a new uniform Coach Anderson, Jason Turner from the Herald Journal. I just wanted to ask you uh, collectively, what positional groups do you feel made the biggest strides during fall camp? What areas of the game do you feel you shored up the most uh, during those those last three weeks? Wow, tough questions right out of the gate. Um, you know, I, I feel like you kind of have to talk about the wide receiver group just because you lost so much productivity and there's such a – you know, just a big void when you consider 30-plus touchdowns and I don't know how many catches and yards, but it was a lot. I, I've been really pleased at how that group has attacked the problem, uh, you know, really collectively. The fact that uh, you're getting plays from everybody, we're playing a lot of guys, we're using a lot of personnel packages, but then the veteran in the room in terms of uh, McGriff has taken ownership uh, of the room. So I've been really, really pleased with that. That is where we lost the most from one room. Uh, beyond that, it was one guy here or there. I do think that at linebacker, I, I think A.J. Bongvachon has picked up a ton of slack, and M.J. Tafisi stepping in 
as he has. I, I feel like the two of those guys have played very well together all camp and have communicated well and picked up where we, we left off in, in terms of Justin Rice. So, you know, I, I, I don't know that, that it's fair to, to really just talk about those two, but they're the two off the top of my head that I've noticed probably the biggest, either the biggest shoes to feel um, and also maybe just something that has been noticeable on a daily basis. Probably if we any further than that, just the ability for Daniel Grzyzak to step in and combine with Pat and, and Byron Vaughns to take over, I thought were huge shoes to fill in Nick Henniger and just what he brought to the table every day in energy and productivity. So I, I'm hoping that all three of those areas that when you watch us play on Saturday, it's seamless. It, it doesn't, you don't see a, a big difference from last year. If you do, hopefully it's just in a good way more product, you know, production or, or maybe more guys stepping in and playing. But I'd like to think that we've attacked those issues in, in a good way. Coach, this is Eric Franson. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, with 106.9 The Fan. And Coach, I, I just, your comments about Jim Mora, um, NFL coach, UCLA, stepping into a situation at UConn, which has struggled for several years, and then he looks like he's lost his uh, defensive coordinator don't know if that's a permanent thing or not, but just th- if you could comment on the coach and the coaching staff on the other side of the field from you and, and who you're going to be facing in Logan on, on Saturday. Well, it's not every day that you face a guy that's got that track record. I mean, to play, you know, to coach in the NFL like he has and in the Power 5 level, I mean, it, it speaks for itself. So a uh, tremendous amount of respect for his career and what he's been able to do. He he obviously stepped into a little bit of a strange situation, and, and it's gotten stranger with the absence of the defense coordinator. But – He's a defensive guy, and I have to believe that he can step in and, and, and get things calmed down, and, and they'll come in ready to play. Um, I'll, I'll tell you the same thing I tell the players. I just have to assume that if we can go from 1-5 and five to 11-3, and three, so can anybody else. And I know they've got anywhere from 10 to 15 transfer players in the two deep on their roster. We have to expect the best team we're going to see all season. And I know that's saying a lot because there's some great teams on the roster, but we play them one at a time. And you got a great coach staff with a lot of years under their belt, and they have the ability to come in and affect their roster just like we did. Uh, we don't want to uh, look past anything other than the first game, what we can do, and respect the, the fact that they're going to come in and play lights out. Coach Anderson, Jason Turner again. I wanted to ask you about Jackson Mitchell there, a linebacker. He's a Butkus Award candidate, had 120 tackles last year, I think three forced fumbles. Uh, what do you see from him that allows him to be, you know, so productive? A downhill physical player that can run. I mean, I think any time you get to to the ball that many times, you, you obviously have a knack for it. You have a nose for the ball, and you know that's not something that that you that you just see off film. But he is always around the ball, and he tends to play uh, downhill. Uh, I think you know he's, he he should fit what they do. Uh, you, you basically, I know there's a transition going on defensively right now, but they they stayed in the house with the defense coordinator, and there's a track record between him and Jim. So I would think he's probably, of, of the guys on the field, the most familiar with what they're already doing and would expect him to come in and continue to play a really high level, and you're going to have to get a body on him every snap. Coach Brian Phillips, Big Blue USU Aggie News. With UConn not naming a starting quarterback, how tough is it to prepare for what they're going to give offensively to you guys when it could be any one of four guys at this point in time? Yeah, I, I think just 
week one in general is got to be a nightmare for a defensive coach. Uh, we do at least, I think, have some idea of what we expect the personality to be of the offensive coordinator himself. And um, not sure that, that it's going to matter which one of the quarterbacks plays. However, uh, we know they brought in a Penn State transfer, and, and then they've got another kid coming back off an of injury. Uh, it, it, it may sound cliche, but we just got to line up and, and play sound defense and tackle well uh, and be ready for a little bit of everything. First quarter, first half, especially our defense can have to do a great job of taking some notes and, and getting in and getting on the sideline and adjusting really, really quickly. Uh, but it, it's a nightmare for the defensive staff at this point, not knowing what to expect because you, you can't dictate. You just have to line up and adjust, and you got to do it on the fly. And as you mentioned, it could be any number of guys and all bring different skill sets to the table. Hey, Coach, Patrick Mayhorn with the Ag Ship. Um, you, you've mentioned sort of trying to just uh, prepare within yourselves for a, you know, a, a new head coach. Um, what does the, without asking you to devolve too much, what does the uh, actual preparation process look like when you have so many transfers on an opposing roster and you have to sort of prepare for guys that you've never seen in these systems before? Yeah, I mean, it, it just comes down to X's and O's. It's not the particular person in, in, in the sense. It's more what do we look like versus this set? How do we, you know, what if we get this? What if we get that? And, and try to cover as many bases as you can. A little bit of fall camp is about that anyway. You're trying to prepare for an entire season over the course of a month. And, and you may be preparing in fall camp for something you don't see till week 10. But when you see it, it's going to matter. So take that approach. We've prepared for what it looks like when they go tackle over. We've prepared for a formation of the boundary, empty, you know, too tight. Try to recall from that stuff and stay within the framework of what we are. And if we play with great tempo, if we chase the ball well, if we tackle well and we avoid the undisciplined mistake, then, then we have a chance to be successful. Uh, beyond that, we're going to have to adjust in game to what we're actually seeing. Uh, are they are they playing with tempo? Are they playing with two and three tight ends? Is the quarterback extremely mobile? That is an in-game adjustment. And our offense will deal with some of that as well. Are they three down? Are they four down? Are they blitzing? Are they playing coverage? You're going to have to adjust. And, and whoever adjusts uh, quickly and, and at the, you know, really the most efficiently gives you an edge, uh, especially early in the season, game one, game two of the season, at least up to a point where you start having enough tape to have some patterns and some tendencies and a better idea of what you're going to see. Coach, personnel question for you. Um, looking at the depth chart that was released this, this morning, Pule Pule is uh, he's in the two deep on three separate positions on the offensive line. So is he kind of going to be a glue guy depth-wise for you guys? And then overall, just what's your confidence level in the offensive line position group? And going uh, into the first game. Yeah, I, you know, I felt like we've we've had a really good week. I, I would have told you two weeks ago we still had a long way to go. Second scrimmage, you know, we didn't have our best day. Of course, we're pl blocking some pretty dynamic guys as well, so they can make anybody uh, frustrated. But Poulet brings a tremendous amount of flexibility and versatility to us. I think he factors in the starting lineup at any point. Uh, in in he and Dolph both can slide from center to guard, and so I think there's a tremendous amount of versatility going on there. Um, I, I've been pleased that with daily progression, we've we've been without Poulet, we've been without Jacob South, we've been without Cole Motes 
already at times during fall camp. That has started to look more and more like normal the last few days, and we've started to play better. Uh, I'm hoping that all those guys are ready to play Saturday. I, you know, they all look to be on paper ready, healthy, and have enough snaps under their belt that I think we can calm down and, and kind of get back to um, some continuity up there that we just weren't able to have the first two weeks. And you'll see a few young names and new names that, that pop in there. Waylon Lapuaho has been one of those that everybody's seen, and he's been thrown in, and Meacham and Bowles. I mean, we got more bodies than we had a year ago. Now what five play most of the snaps and what one or two guys plug and play to keep them fresh is, is really where we're at moving forward uh, up into game time. Coach Anderson, I guess, what would you at least suspect would be UConn's offensive and defensive identity? I know there's obviously be in-game stuff, but what do you think is going to be what they hang their hat on on both sides of the ball? Yeah, I mean, I think we're kind of expecting a little bit of a pro-style approach offensively, a lot of shifts and motions, a lot of movements, formations, to which is a challenge because, you know, we really don't show our defense that on a daily basis. We sp stay spread out and play fast. So that is going to be a complete different dynamic for our defense to deal with it. Uh, which quarterback goes may may determine how much quarterback run they, they do. But but basically from what we've seen from the offense coordinator in past seasons and kind of his MO is, is you're going to have to, you're going to have to match up to a lot of different looks. You're going to have to communicate really, really well and, and get lined down to all the, the uh, pre-snap motions and, and, and bells and whistles. And so we don't want to turn guys loose and keep guys uncovered and end up outgapped because we don't do a good job of that. Defensively, uh, you know, we, we've got to be prepared for three and four down fronts. Uh, what little bit we've seen, you know, it's, it's hard to tell because Jim's uh, the players he had in the UCLA liked to play a lot of man coverage, but it wasn't something they played a whole lot of last year at UConn. So it's probably a little bit more of guesswork for our offense going against their defense than, um, than maybe our defense is dealing with. Uh, we, we really don't have a great clue of what we're going to see. And, and now with the late defensive coordinator change, if that's what it is, it, it could throw a wrinkle into that as well. So line down and play sound football and try not to make a lot of mistakes and figure it out as we go. Hey, Coach Eric Franson with 106.9 The Fan again. Just the, the return game has been a weapon for USU for several years. Savon Scarver, he's gone. So you got to replace the kick return and punt return. How is that developing, do you feel, for your team this coming season? Well, I don't know if we got Savon Scarver back there. And the guy's an All-American, so that's super big shoes to fill. Uh, but I do feel like uh, with the addition of Tyrell Vaughn from um, – from California, he's a two-time All-American out there, and he has proven to be really, really comfortable back there catching punts, and and making the first guy miss is something that just comes very naturally to him. Uh, Cooper Cooper Jones is going to potentially get some opportunities. Kyle Van Leeuwen, you know, any of those three guys you could see a punt return and kick return. Some of those same names with the addition of uh, Robert Briggs, a freshman, A.J. Carter, looked at him, returned kicks back in high school, and has proven to, uh, to be a guy that we, we, could, we could lean on as well. Uh, there are still kind of works in progress, but I feel like we've got a good pool of guys to choose from. Uh, and, and probably in the very near future, we'll settle in on this is this guy's job. These two guys are going to go back for kick returns and, and won't make a lot of adjustments. But this first week or two, 
you you might see more than than normal. Just trying to get a feel for who really has a knack for it, who's comfortable in game settings, and who can maybe give us an edge, uh, potentially score in those in those two you know those two teams. Coach, I want to ask you about Kaleo Nevis. He's a guy, obviously, he's been in the program for a couple of years. Um, it seems like in a lot of position groups, you um, pl just plugged in transfers, and obviously, Switz may have been that guy in striker if he hadn't gotten hurt. But can I ask you just about Kaleo and his development and progression and uh, how he was able to earn a spot where he's probably going to see a lot, of, a lot of playing time at that striker position? Well, he'll absolutely see a lot of playing time. Between striker and special teams, he's going to be an impact. Um, he's one of those guys, I think, that does exactly what you asked him to do, just keep developing, uh, keep working hard every day. Don't, um, you know, don't get frustrated because you're not the guy right now. Push to be ready when your opportunity presents itself. He handled Switz coming in perfectly, just kept working and got better over the course of the spring when Switz went down, created an opportunity for him. He's still competing for the job with Amari uh, OKK coming in from California. I mean, he's still got somebody in there battling. We can't count on one guy. We need to have multiple players that we can throw at the problem. There's a potential to slide the back end around and slide another guy up if need be. So he's done what we've asked him. He's continued to improve. He's a better tackler. Physically, he's in better shape. He understands the defense at a higher level, and he's a guy that we trust. And so he is going to impact the game in a lot of ways between striker and, and special teams. Uh, you know, how many snaps and what those packages look like, a lot of that's going to be dictated based off the offense we're playing on a given week anyway. Coach, Brian Phillips again. Um, since we were just talking about packages, in the event you went with a nickel package, what quarterback do you see filling that spot? Uh, you know, I'm not sure that 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 we have to sub package initially with with the versatility we have in Amari, the versatility we have in Kaleo, uh, but we've got the ability uh, to we've got three corners we feel really really good about right now today, and, and AJ Carter, uh, Mike, and, and Dre, and any of those guys could plug in that spot. But at the same time, feel really good about our safety position now having Dom Tatum back on the field with Hunter and uh, Ike and Gerben. So uh, I think um, we've got the versatility to either slide a corner in or slide a safety down and match personnel, big personnel, small personnel, whether we're nickel, dime, whatever that may be. We're healthy at this point, and we do have some flexibility that maybe we didn't have this time last year. Coach, uh, Jason Turner again. I, I just wanted to ask you one more UConn personnel question. Uh, most of their uh, – key guys back offensively at, at skill positions were freshmen last year. They're re leading returning rusher, three of their top four pass catchers a year ago. Um, how dangerous can those guys be, you know, with a full year of experience under their belts? They already did some pretty good things last year as freshmen. Yeah, I think it's, it's hard to, hard to really judge just what kind of jump a guy can make. We, um, I mean, you look at guys in the past, you look at Derek Wright and, and DT, you know, I know DT didn't play a ton of games, but his productivity was fairly low. Derek Wright, you know, was almost non-existent as a junior, and then both those guys blow up. Uh, that can happen on any roster, depending on uh, – we just talked about Kaleo. Just watching Kaleo grow over the last year has been a lot of fun. Uh, so I, I think you just have to anticipate 
that these guys are going to come in and play their best, and they're going to be dynamic across the board, and it's going to take our absolute best effort to win. Uh, and be surprised if that's not the case. Uh, I would much rather take that approach than than look at the stat sheet and say, well, they're just not bringing anything back. I, I, uh, you got to give credit for offseason and, and guys working and putting in the time and effort and improving over the course of the offseason. And that's, that's what we'll prepare for. Coach, you, you've got a little bit of a unique body type with Dom in that safety room. Do you, do you see him as sort of a uh, able to play a kind of a different role than the other guys in that room, or do you, do you expect him to be kind of just like what, what Hunter or what Gervin or Ike is doing? Well, he does have some length and some range, and he's put on about 10, 15 pounds from what you guys saw a year ago. I do think he has the versatility to play really any of the three safety positions. But, uh, you know, it, it takes it takes more than two guys to play a whole game. The pace we want to chase the ball and, and what we ask these guys to do also in special teams, you're going to see Dom Hunter – uh, you're going to see Gervin, you're going to see Ike Larson. All, all four of those guys are going to play. And as we were talking sub-package-wise, there's a chance that you can see three of them on the field at any given time. And all of them are starters on multiple special teams, which is, you know, the first play defense anyway. Those coverage teams are important. And, and they all factor in big. Uh, so I, I think it's going to take them all. And, and Dom definitely gives us a lot of versatility and length that you don't always get uh, back there in, in the back end.